the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. So the snow, it's just a weak play for attention. I mean, seriously. It was a strong play today, actually. You think so? Are you kidding me? Look at it. Listen, I had, I had a doctor's appointment at 830. Yeah. When I came back from the doctor's appointment, I think there was four inches of snow in my front yard. How much is there now? I don't know. I'm not there. It's a weak play. I'm. I, it's all melted. It seemed like it was. It had some muscle behind it. <laughs> when I was on my way to the doctor's office and thinking, there's no way I'm going to make it in time because there's traffic was tied up it was like it was falling so hard mm-hmm. when i was in the car driving i thought it was like something you'd see december 19th yeah. when you're hearing you know 3ws play it's beginning to look a lot like christmas mm-hmm. i'll tell you i, I cared so little time. for it i chose not to shovel and i didn't put down a whiff of salt i like, I like how that's your response that is. and so and so therefore it be gone. I just... Like the fact that you won't acknowledge it means it doesn't affect you. I wanted to raise my fist and go, fi, I ignore you. Do not stay. And now what? Three to six inches more? I don't even want... Seriously. Christy, tell us about your feeling. Did, did anything about your living situation require shoveling? No. Never? Well, I, I, I've done it before, but the landlord does it. Okay. Isn't that great? Like, any, any, but you have, to, you have to clean off your car. Yeah. And you have to do something with Milo, or otherwise, he, if it's in deep snow, the poor guy would disappear. No, Milo loves the snow. Mm. If you clear a spot for him, he won't even go in that spot. He will go in the deep snow. Because mm-hmm. he thinks like he's in a tornado. Or, he, right? he has a little vest, and he thinks, you know, he's just oh. trekking through the, the snow. He he's he like an adventurer. It. He is. Tiny dogs. All of a sudden, they're in the French Alps. I love it. Right? It's so good. Very nice. Anyway... More is coming, but it's... Three to six. It's not going to stick around, Kath. It's not like we're well, going to be here for the next month. It doesn't month. matter if it's going to stick around for a month. The point is that we're going to get three to six inches of snow. It's okay. It's almost mid-March. Is this the right time for me to say that in this cold snap with the snow is when we've decided to refinish our floors in our house? Mm. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, if, I don't, if I'm not asphyxiated by so Friday... So what are you saying? Are you living in a shoeless house? It is... So, no... No, I'm not living in a shoeless house. Take those shoes my, off. My, before my you lungs come in. are going to dissolve by oh, the weekend. That's right. All of a sudden, you got a goiter. Exactly. I got something. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. All right. So uh, that's enough of the weather talk mm-hmm. and goiter talk. Mm-hmm. Kath, as we always do, let's get underway. What is a goiter? Uh, give us the top stories, please. The top four at four. For Wednesday, John, March 9th, 2022, National Meatball Day. Hey, who doesn't Which we'll, we'll discuss later in the program. Number one. Pepsi, Coke, McDonald's, and Starbucks each have finally said they're suspending business in Russia. Not a moment too soon. I mean, I feel like they should have said it a week ago, but... It's window dressing. Whatever. You know that. I know. Just window dressing. Pepsi sold its products in Russia, John, for more than six decades, even when, get ready for this, the company had to trade its soda concentrate for vodka and warships. <laughs> 
McDonald's opened up its first location beyond the Iron Curtain in Moscow just months before the Soviet Union collapsed, which I believe was in 1991. I remember when Pepsi first came into the country. This was a big deal that Pepsi beat Coke into Russia. It was kind of like, you know, Nixon entering into a new phase of relationship. With China. Yeah. Got it. With with Russia. Oh, with Russia. Okay. Because he was doing the China thing too. (laughs) Number two. A proposal introduced to Pittsburgh City Council today would impose a 1% tax on people seeking higher education and receiving medical care in the city, with the proceeds going toward a new fund for repairing infrastructure. Ricky Burgess sponsored this legislation, which I think is outrageous. You ready? Did you read about this? Yes. He said, um, we need them to partner with us to generate the revenue needed to repair and restore our infrastructure. I about flew out the top of my house. Wait, so if you're a student yes, and wait. you're seeking medical help? Yeah. Ricky Burgess calls the tax a very modest 1% user fee and estimated the new tax would raise $50 million a year. This is so ridiculous. So this is going to apply to every student attending college, universities, and advanced technical schools in the city and every person receiving medical service at a hospital, a clinic, a rehab, any other facility in the city of Pittsburgh. So if this was uh, added here at the uh, on the Trib article, that if you get a knee replacement surgery... Um, reported at UPMC to cost about eighty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You're going to have to pay eight hundred and fifty extra dollars to fix the bridges in Pittsburgh. It's modest, he says. It's a modest eight hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Are yeah. you out of your mind? Well, like there's not a problem with the cost of health care right now. Yeah, and like UPMC doesn't build a new building in Oakland every time I turn my head. And now we're now the average person who needs some kind of like post-COVID treatment is going to get a 1% tax. And so what if you're a kid going to college? So now a 1% tax on your student loans on top of that? And so the tax is on the total tuition. It's not on like whatever you pay. So if you get a scholarship, you're still paying on the, the max. Tax. Right. Which at Pitt right now is $20,000 a semester. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just Ricky Burgess catching and fetching, don't you think? That's Carnegie Mellon University, 60000 a year. So 1%. every student's going to owe $600 extra so that we don't, so the Fern Hollow Bridge doesn't collapse again. Okay. That's right. a laughable. There has to be a better way. Number three. Boy, I got all hot about I'm that. Sure did. That makes me so mad. The heck? But the snow was bad. The wreck of endurance has been found in the Antarctic, John. 106 years after the historic ship was crushed in pack ice and sank during an expedition by the explorer Ernest Shackleton. The photographs are incredible. Sure are. It's Aren't beautiful. they? Yeah. It really is. And the story behind it is incredible. It is. And the reason apparently we can see it, it's preserved so well is because of how unbelievably frigid the water is. Mm-hmm. And wait, there's one other thing. It's the frigid. The cold eat or the wood eating microbes. Yes, exactly. The mm-hmm. wood eating microbes aren't there. I'm glad you filled that in, the wood-eating microbes. Okay. Anyway, you got to check out pictures on that. It's really fascinating. And number four, I have a weird animal story to round it out today. Who doesn't love one? Mm-hmm. Uh, a man was driving a truck, and he arrived at the San Ysidro border crossing into Mexico on February 25th. And he was pulled out for additional inspection by U.S. Customs. Yep. You know what agents found? I want to tell you. 52 live reptiles concealed in his jacket, pants, pockets, and groin area. (laughs) Nine snakes and 43 horned lizards, to be exact. 
Some of the species considered endangered. The man identified only as a 30-year-old U.S. citizen arrested for the alleged live reptile smuggling attempt. He was driving. That is your top four at four. Yes, he was driving. Okay. I don't know. People find ingenious ways to try to rig the system. You think that's an ingenious way? Well, it's yeah, it's ingenious that you would take reptiles and sew them into your pants. I mean, is right? that shocking? Yes, it's ridiculous. Is Fifty-two it is. live reptiles, nine snakes, and forty-three horned lizards. Is that jail time or is that just a fine? Mm, I wonder. Doesn't say. Mm-hmm. Alleged left. Alleged live reptile smuggling has to have a pretty considerable penalty I to it. I think so, yeah. All right. That's ridiculous. Let's take a quick break. I said it was a weird animal story. We'll kick into gear here. I thought you'd laugh a little, but there's no laughter. Just... Roger Woodworth is up next, playing favorites, overcoming our prejudices to bridge the cultural divide. Why don't people of different races worship together? 101.5 WORD. I won! I won! And we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe. Questions? Cornerstone TV has answers for today's hot topics and your burning questions on faith, family, and more. Hope happens here. No prayer that has begun in heaven is ever rejected when it gets back. It, it yeah. sounds like I'm the only one that got it right up here. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> hang out with our Hard Questions team Thursdays, 2 p.m. and 9 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing it right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You'll receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. For over 40 years, First Baptist Christian School of Butler has quietly offered parents one of the most affordable, high-quality Christian educations around. A complete education from pre-K through 12th grade with free busing, smaller classes, an extremely high teacher-student ratio, competitive athletics, and SAT scores well above the national average. Think an affordable Christian education is beyond your reach? Think again. First Baptist Christian School of Butler at butlerfbcs.com. Who doesn't love a good deal? What if you could confidently know that you're getting the best deal on a mattress on any given day? Not just during one of those today-only sales. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have something better than a sale. A fair, factory-direct price on excellent quality products for everyone, every day. So you can take your time and buy when you're ready. When you're looking for the best mattress at a great value, come to the Original Mattress Factory first. 
OriginalMattress.com. I worship every Sunday in a church that is primarily attended by Caucasians. Now, there are a few African-Americans who attend our church, but within, I would say, a five-square-mile area, I know that there are, there are multiple, multiples black churches, multiple, multiple white churches. But for whatever reason, the coming together of white and black, especially on Sunday, very difficult. Mm-hmm. It's not a common thing. There has to be an intentionality about that. Well, Pastor Roger Woodworth is with us. He's got a brand new book called Playing Favorites, Overcoming Our Prejudices to Bridge New Cultural Divide. Uh, Roger was the founding pastor of not one but two interracial churches, and he's here to talk to us about that today. Hey, Roger, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to see you guys. You as well. Appreciate you being here. Yeah. I always enjoy being with you. Thank you. Good to see you, Roger. Now, you write that uh, you've discovered in your research that our brains prefer the path of least resistance. Yeah, especially as white folks, we really don't like to get out of our comfort level. Uh, and why do we need to? You know, we, we're the dominant culture. Right. So we don't. We have everything we need within our own culture, our own homogeneous group, et cetera. So there seems to be really no, no need. And, and as I've mentioned in the book, we also kind of embrace this idea that we're colorblind, that we really don't see those differences, and it's not that big a deal. But as one of my favorite... Uh, Black pastors used to say, don't tell me you're colorblind. Otherwise, how, you just, how do you describe me to the police? Hmm. Um, so that, has, that, that statement has a lot in it, somewhat comical, but also very, very serious. So yeah. we, we, do, we do see the differences, but, and, and we can't just ignore them. We've got to figure out how do we cross that cultural divide. Yeah. So, Roger, obviously this is something that's really into your life. I mean, not one, but two churches. Um, you've written right. extensively about it as well. I'm sure you've counseled white and black together. So what is it about you, you know, you as a, as a guy that saw this and wanted to change the, the narrative? That's really a good question, and I've had to ask myself that a number of times because um, I grew up in a predominantly white, small-town, rural setting. Um, my encounter with people of color was an occasional uh, sporting event. I wrestled and played football, and that was the extent of uh, – we had no black families living in uh, the little town that I, that I grew up in. It wasn't until I went off into uh, military training that I encountered the first real black person, and that was my drill sergeant. And uh, somehow, uh, long before God was a big thing in my life, uh, he provided this opportunity to get to know this, this man. He had spent uh, three tours in Vietnam, um, and, and we started to have some conversations, at least a conversations that uh, a drill sergeant and, a, and a, uh, <laughs> someone in active duty could, could have. Um, but I began to really appreciate him. And somewhere along the line, in the end, towards the end of basic training, uh, uh, a race fight broke out uh, amongst our barracks. And while I wasn't involved, I was there. And everyone that was there was brought before the company commander and, and uh, chewed out. And, and some were actually uh, given some, some more severe punishment. But it really be, and, and, and uh, my, the drill sergeant was there when I was brought before, as each one of us were before the commander. And I felt embarrassed because I'd gotten to know this man. And I, and I was embarrassed that I was there, even though I didn't participate in it. 
And uh, that began just a, a search within myself. Of what, what was going on here? Mm-hmm. What was intriguing me about race relations? Why did this, I mean, I knew some of why the, uh, the, the fight broke out. But it started me on an investigation, even before I became fully a Christian, even before I became a pastor. And so that just continued. And as I began to read scripture, uh, I began to understand that this is not the way the kingdom of God was intended to be. When we look at Revelation 7, 9 and Revelation 5 and some other passages, we're not going to be in this uh, homogeneous uh, community of faith. Uh, we're going to be a part of uh, people from all uh, nations, tribes, and tongues. And so why are we separated on Sunday morning? Why is Sunday mornings, as Martin Luther King said, still the most segregated hour of the week? Um, and so it just began out of a, an intense uh, wanting to understand. And so when we started to plant our first church, I said that if I'm going to plant a church, I'm going to start a church, it's going to have to be uh, interracial. I can't say multiracial in Pittsburgh because we're pretty much a black and white community. That's less than, I think, 2% of Latinos and Asians. But at least uh, uh, engage the African-American community in the church. And so I didn't come with any um, experience uh, to start a church that way. I just came with a conviction uh, that church should be different. And so I jumped in, made lots of mistakes, but fortunately, God provided a lot of African-Americans that came alongside me and helped me learn in, in the process. So and again, Rod- continue to be convicted by Scripture. So, Roger, as you went through that process, um, I'm sure that there were, uh, you know, high points and low points. But I, I guess my, my question is, what, like in those early days, what are the things that surprised you most? The things that maybe, you know... When any of us start a project, we think we kind of know what's going to be required. And then when we actually start in it, we think, well, I, I, I didn't expect that. Yeah. I think what su- surprised me, first of all, was that there was an openness within the black community. Not everybody wanted to be a part of a white church. Uh, and one of the things that I've learned, of course, is that for us as a dominant culture, the way we often want to, as I call, cross the bridge of culture is we want to go across the bridge and bring our way of culture and embrace people, but want them to assimilate into us. And so what was surprising to me is how willing I found a handful of African-Americans who are willing to come in and not assimilate, but to teach and to embrace me as a pastor. You know, we started this thing uh, the first year that we were at the church. We called it Fudge Ripple Nights. And we borrowed it from a church in Chicago, so it wasn't original with us. So we gathered around Fudge Ripple ice cream for some conversations about about race. And for the first two or three meetings, we couldn't get past food. That's all we talked about. And I learned that we all learned that not all African-Americans like chitlins, for example. In fact, very few of them in our group like chitlins. And then the white women in our group wanted to know how do the African-Americans make such great mac and cheese. So those were the the level of our conversations. But I knew we were starting to make some progress when about the third or fourth meeting, the African-Americans in our group said, we need to change the menu. We want to add chocolate marshmallow ice cream to our our menu. It better represents us. So it was a small step, and it seemed like an insignificant step. But making those small steps enabled us to go on and talk about deeper, deeper issues. 
And I think also what surprised me along the way was after a while, when I built up a level of trust, um, the African-American community was very supportive of me. Even though when we initially started, we were only probably about 20% African-American. We were getting out of a, a meeting on Wednesday night, and mostly African-Americans were at the, the Bible study that night. And as they were leaving the church, two of the young men walked across the street and walked across slowly in front of a car. And the gentleman who was in that car was upset that they took so much time getting across the street. So he pulled back up in front of the church, and he looked at me, one of the only white people there, and said, who's in charge of these white people? Who's in charge of these people? And so I just simply said, oh, you'll have to ask them. So he was obviously angry, but very quickly, two or three of the African-Americans walked around to his uh, to the uh, driver's side and said, you will not speak to our pastor like that, and encouraged him to drive on. So there's just kind of those little incidences where I realized I was starting to make the kind of relationships that we were hoping for, that somehow just spending time with them, uh, learning from them, being willing to to not try to get them to submit to our culture, but being open to allow their culture to become a part of who we were. We were making we were making some inroads. That doesn't mean we also didn't have a lot of challenges along the way as well. We're talking with Pastor Roger Woodworth. His brand new book is called Playing Favorites, Overcoming Our Prejudices to Bridge the Cultural Divide. Roger, I think about this from time to time. You know, when you look at uh, the history of race relations in this country, you know, uh, and you go back and, you know, especially like from an entertainer perspective, somebody like, you know, uh, Miles Davis or Nat King Cole. And, you know, they would go, uh, you know, you read their stories and they would say, I'm leaving America and I'm going to go live in Europe because in France I can live freely. In England, I can live freely. And you think, what, what happened in this country? I mean, of course, slavery is a gigantic thing here. But, of course, people were enslaved in European countries as well. So I wonder what is the difference in how we look at African Americans from a white perspective that they see that and go, I can be free elsewhere, you know, especially from a 50s, 60s, 70s perspective. Things are different elsewhere. And, you know, the intentionality of trying to, you know, force people together, black and white together. It doesn't happen organically here in the United States, where it does happen in other parts of the world. Correct. Yeah, intentionality is, is huge, and, I, and, I, and it's, it's really a good question. I don't know that I still fully have a handle outside of the, the history of, of race and Jim Crow and all that took place in this country. It is so much still embedded uh, in us. Um, as a country, as a, as a group of people. And, and again, I think the, the biggest issue for me still, if I was to point to some reason, I think it's still our desire as a dominant culture of whites that, that we want, every church would like to have some, you know, blacks coming and being a part of us. They would, they would really embrace that. But we want them to assimilate into our culture. You know, <clears throat> Where most churches are not real excited about having a more expressive worship, uh, not not excited about having a lot of amens, uh, that kind of call and response in the black church. Now, as a pastor, I learned to really love that. I, bet. I loved the sitting feedback. in the front pew saying, "Preach it, preach it, pastor." Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Bring it, bring it. That kind of call and response 
is wonderful, but not all churches are comfortable. And I'm just using that as one example sure. of the ways that we're not ready to allow another culture to be a part of us and embrace that part of the culture. Again, it's the one-way bridge. We're, we're willing to cross the bridge, but only to if they will assimilate into our, our, our culture. Um, so I, I think that's still one of the bigger issues. Right. I'm just using church as an example. We could probably have a lot of other examples. For sure. We're, we're not really willing to embrace their culture uh, as much as we want them to assimilate into ours. Right. Now, look, I mean, things have changed, right? We've all seen this. In the last oh, yeah. couple of years, there's a major, major shift here in American culture. So how does that affect? I mean, you know, you're essentially, you know, you're retired as a minister, but you see this new wave. What do you think is going to happen? What does that look like? Yeah, I've been really discouraged by the last two or three years. Um, You know, the church has begun to reflect more and more the split in politics. Um, And uh, I see it in individual churches. I know that there's, you know, our denomination is working really hard at uh, trying to bridge this gap, we, we put a real emphasis on wanting to plant more churches cross-culturally. Um, in fact, I've been invited to speak at our General Assembly meeting in June related to this to this issue um, and, and been invited to be a part of a new committee called Revelation 7-9 to try to foster uh, this kind of uh, cross-cultural uh, church planting as well as uh, embracing churches. And so we're challenging our churches to look in the one, three, five mile radius of the church and figure out what kinds of groups, whether it's Latino, Asian, um, African-American, what kind of groups can we embrace that are different than the homogeneous group in the church? And it's a real task. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that, I think the politics has been, I hate to say this, but it's been brought into our church and has created some more of the cultural divide that yeah. may have been already there and has given permission for some of the, the, the racial and cultural differences to be expressed uh, more so than even the last number of years. Right. Right. You guys know this as well as I do. The cultures change dramatically. Yes. I was thinking of this the other day when I graduated from college in the late 60s with a business degree, went into the banking business. And believe it or not, and you may have known this, but in a small town where I grew up, if you wanted a loan or a mortgage with a bank, you were asked to get a reference from your pastor, your rabbi, hmm. or your priest. Yeah. Wow. Um, how different is that? <laughs> Doesn't happen. Um, might be counted so, as a demerit no, right now. That's right. You might get sued. Yeah. The bank might get sued if you would ask for such, such a, a reference. So we, 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 we've, we, we've, uh, the, the culture has changed so much and, and it's become so divisive. Um, and again, I recognize, though, that we have made some progress uh, since the days of Jim Crow uh, with, with, with the racial differences. Um, but we've still got a long ways, a yeah. long ways to go. And I think, as John's pointed out, the last few years has, has made the divisions uh, reappear. Right. Well, yeah. of course, any conversation about it is I, at least hopefully some sort of a balm. Hopefully. The more we talk about it, the more we throw back the cover on it. People become less uncomfortable with it, and yeah, yeah and, we're, change. and look, we're only hurting ourselves the more we isolate. Right. Whether that's in yes. in our racial background, whether it's in our you know denomination, whether it's in our pol- politi- you know political view, whatever it is, you know, we're only hurting us. Right. So, Roger, thanks. We just scratched the surface here lightly, and yeah. uh, listen, uh, it's an, ex- an yeah. excellent thing you're doing here we admire your ministry come back and join us again let's continue on 
We will. Thank you very much. That's Roger Woodworth. The new book, Playing Favorites, Overcoming Our Prejudices to Bridge the Cultural Divide. Thank you, Roger. We'll take a quick break. When we do come back, we're going to... uh... This or that, a special time. No, does this make sense? This makes sense. That's what I meant. Or this or that. No, I'm not ready for this or that. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm. Specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Windows are us. you try the rest, now try the best. Your premier exterior replacement company. Windows siding, roofing, and doors. No compromise on quality, transforming homes, and so much more. Windows are We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. Haiti was already the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, but earthquakes, hurricanes, and COVID have made life even more difficult for families. You can help rebuild Haiti with Compassion International by texting the word RADIO to 97646. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hill seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Mostly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 25. Cloudy tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 48. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 26. Friday, cloudy with snow at night. We'll reach a high Friday of 52. Rain Friday evening will change to snow and accumulate 3 to 6 inches before ending Saturday afternoon. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
make sense. Does what make sense? The alarm clock. You mean the clock itself? Like no, I mean the alarm clock. Like a mechanical alarm clock? Yeah. My wife uses one. <laughs> That's not the question, is it? <laughs> to her, it makes sense. Okay. I just use my phone. Mm-hmm. Of course, like everybody just uses your phone for everything, right? Right. But the old-fashioned alarm clock? <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Are you going to be in trouble later? Is Love that... you, hon. I'll see you in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Uh-huh. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why would right. you want something separate when you got it? I don't know. Mm-mm. Do you have one? Yes. What? But here's the thing. I don't think we've used it. I mean, it sits there. I bet I haven't used it in almost a decade. Do you wind it? No. Does it use a it's, battery? It's digital. It plugs in. Oh, it's plugged into the wall. Mm-hmm. It's like a Sony Dream Bar or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I wouldn't go that far. But it sits there, and I, I was just looking at it this morning, and I thought, now why is that there? Mm-hmm. Why don't I have that there? Because in my mind, I'll be honest with all of you, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But I remember- I think we're past that. Yeah. But do you remember I mean, I like a clock. One? A clock, clock. I like a clock. I like the the look of a clock. Yeah. I, I appreciate the fact that it's it's warmer than a digital, you know, yeah. red thing that flashes when your electricity goes out. Wait, I'll see your alarm clock and raise one. We were at the home show over the weekend. Yeah, they were selling grandfather clocks. See, now that's a big step. That's that seems they had like modern grandfather clocks. I think it kind of ruins the grandfather clock if it's modern. It's supposed were, to be old. They were pap clocks. Creaky. Oh. <laughs> Pap, you like that clock? Hey, Pap. It's a Pap clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the alarm clock doesn't make any sense. No, I, don't, I agree. It doesn't. I was driving into work today. I saw somebody's license plate. Does the vanity license plate really make sense? I mean, because you see them, you know, sometimes I, oh, you're reading it, you know, I'm thinking, okay, that's a, I, I mean, I, they're cute. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're informative because they give you sort of like a peek into the person who's driving the car. Which you don't care about. Whether I want it or not. You pay extra money for it. For me personally, like the vanity plate, it doesn't make any sense. But, you know, they're really big. Like my brother lives in Virginia. Everybody's got a vanity license plate. It's like a cultural thing. Does it make sense here? No. Why would you pay extra for something like that? Spend it on a grandfather clock. Or a better, like, maybe download some more rings for your iPhone. It's going to wake know. you up in the morning anyway. So we're do- trying not to be a downer here. You're saying no. alarm clocks. I'm saying vanity, vanity plates. plates. Neither one of them make any sense. Our apologies in advance, Good. and especially at home. WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Richland. Good mood. God is in a mood. The Commission from Kane. Go tell the world about me. And Fill My Cup from Andrew Rip. Fill my cup, The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. 
But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Mirna from Guatemala, who fights every day just to keep her children fed. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to the whole week. COVID-19 has left the world's poorest families on the brink of starvation. Throughout the Caribbean and Latin America, the basics of food and access to clean water are a daily struggle. Living is really hard, and I only get food when other people give me food. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you answer the desperate prayers of moms and kids. Your gift of $175 will provide food for a year and water for life for two suffering children. Just pennies a day gives food and water, hope and life. Please, give life now. Call 855-828-4673, 855-828-4673, or click the red Give Life banner at wordfm.com. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s, and I'd sold her timeshare. And that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply not to go to hell for selling timeshare. Chuck McDowell founded Wesley Financial Group to help folks cancel their timeshares permanently. Called her and everybody that I'd sold timeshare to, and I said, this is what I said to you that was a lie, and this is what you need to do to cancel your timeshare. From that point, people started referring friends to me to help them cancel the timeshare and that's how it all started i fought the world's largest timeshare company in federal court if i had lost that lawsuit there would be no one helping people that have been lied to when they bought timeshare i guarantee if we take you as a client we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing call wesley financial group now for a free information kit 800-885-9797. That's 800-885-9797. 800-885-9797. I love seeing the transformation of a smile. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock. Voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in Northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life. For a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. the biggest challenge in life I know that that's a big statement but I'm just going to be honest maybe I'm looking at through it, through it through my lens looking at it through my lens is valuing the present without getting nervous about the future mm-hmm. yeah I, I think the, the biggest challenge is continually trying to stay in the moment this moment as opposed to, oh, what's next? You know, what do I need? What's next? Or thinking about yesterday or five decades ago, right? We, I think we flounder. That's, I wonder, you know, I think animals are kind of hardwired. They don't yeah, have that. Right. No, they don't. So they're there. But we wiggle around. I mean, it's rare, I think, that most of us are intentional to be right here, right now, taking care of things, living in the moment. We kind of were in a dream state. Remember how we talked a couple weeks ago about waking up in the middle of the night? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're having a fine night's sleep until you wake up. And then all of a sudden, your mind is going like 100 miles a minute. 
and you're going through this thing and that thing and whatever. And during the day, if those thoughts come into your head, they can easily be pushed aside or they can be overcome by the work you're doing or the conversation you're having or the text you're sending or the thing you're watching. But in the middle of the night, there's nothing to distract you. And so it's just like, (laughs) okay, that's when all of the future things hit me is during the night. Really? Yes. I, I, I'm the opposite. What, they hit you during the day? No, all the past hits me. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm living backwards. You're living f- forward. And we're both terribly unhealthy. <laughs> Again, it's not, it's not unusual. I just think it's human nature. Right. Okay, so think about, so Jesus is in the boat with the disciples and the storm comes up. Wait, this is what Doug Burst talked about. I had to go back and read that passage. No, different, different okay. passage. Yeah. So but he, this is the time he's in the boat with the okay. disciples and the storm comes up. Right? Yeah, right, and they start freaking out. And w- where is he? He's asleep in the back. Now that is the essence of living in the moment, right? Is that he is un—he's not bothered. Now, obviously, I recognize that we're talking about a person who's divine with complete understanding, but I also think he's a hundred percent human, right? He was able to sleep because he wasn't worried about what was going to happen. Yeah, but the but the apostles, the fishermen, the guys who know how many of their buddies were killed by storms, rightfully are freaking out because they know what happened in the past and what befalls them just a second in front of them, which is this massive storm. Right. Except Jesus, because of all his experience, he knows the larger story, which is beyond the storm. It's not like the disciples were... It's not like the information they got was faulty information, no. but they didn't have all the information, and he had all the information. Right. The full story, the complete picture. And to me, if I could, in my Christian walk, get to a place where in the middle of a storm like that, I could go to sleep, just trusting in the bigger story, wouldn't that be the – to me, that is the picture of – of spiritual health. Okay, but okay. So right now in Ukraine, people are being bombed. How many people are going who believe who know Jesus are going? I'm good. I know, because that's the human it's the human condition. I'm good. It's okay. No, but of course you want to try to save yourself, even though I'm not, one day I'll well, be with Jesus. Certainly in not heaven. like I'm advocating that we're not going we to save nothing. ourselves. But you know what I'm talking about? Of course, is that the anxieties of life? I mean, you're going to the ultimate example, which is wartime, right? But I'm talking about something as simple as, you know what, I'm really going to have to pay that bill or I'm really going to have to pay off my mortgage in five years or what if I get the same cancer my dad had or whatever it is you're thinking about. (laughs) You know, those things, a lot of our anxieties are not as immediate as what they're experiencing right now in Ukraine. And yet we still tend to not be able to get out of those patterns of worry and what will happen? What will happen? What will happen? So is that a – it's probably both. I was going to say, is that a spiritual sickness or is it a mental sickness? Yeah, it's probably both. <laughs> probably a lot of our sicknesses are combination sicknesses. So I, I often wonder about this. We teach our children so many good things, but we don't teach our children how to think right often, Right? I mean, we're we're invested in the nuts and bolts, the bricks and mortars of life, but to delve into 
you know, unless your parents are psychologists or something. Remember Derek Jeter? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about Derek Jeter. Lynn, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Both those guys, their parents were psychiatrists. Is that right? Uh huh. And super, super high achievers. What was that dinnertime conversation like? Or what was that? Mm-hmm. How did those parents invest in their kids about right now, the here and now, here are the tools you need mm-hmm. that are necessary to succeed? I think that's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, we just don't do it. We're bad at it ourselves, so no one taught us properly. Most of it, we're just trying to figure it out, trial and error, stumbling forward. So when our kids come along, we're not well, even trying to yeah, have a conversation. But some, don't you think, looking back on it, some of your, I hate to say best parenting moments, maybe your most effective parenting moments. <laughs> they're, they're small. They're small. That, that hit parade. Wait, let's a, take it. Let's take a moment and try to think of our best parenting moments. Wait, I'm going to come up with one in a minute. Yeah, wait. A, yeah, but they probably were Johnny. pretty closely related to that, which is letting your kids in on how you've learned to think right. Mm-hmm. It's like our friend Scott says: "Take the best of me, not the rest of me." Right. I mean, would we have that? That skill set. And not only for your kids, but for yourself. Right? I mean, you know, think right, act right, feel right. Right. Bruce Pickle. Bruce Pickle. Think right, act right, feel right. So if you're thinking right. Then you will act right, and then you will feel right. But you cannot reverse it because it will not work. No. So the, the trick is then, all right, we should have Kurt Thompson with us, a psychiatrist. <laughs> right. How do you think right? Yeah. And how do you think right from an early age? Because, right. you know, the the... The oldster in us, or the you know, infects us. The right. older we get, we just cling on to old patterns of thinking, and then you know, for a lot of us, we never escape from that right. experiment. Okay. So, um, the scripture says, "Be transformed mm-hmm. by the renewing of your mind." Right. Okay. So that so that's how you think. Right. That's a process. Yes. Renewing. Yes, it is, and that's how you learn to think. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that you have to be transformed. It has. To, I mean, I. I think therapy is really important. I think psychologists are important. I think psychotherapists are important. All of that. But the Holy Spirit is the one that transforms. Yeah. It's just that's the bottom line. That's that's what it is. And so if that process is going on in our lives over – that's why I think I said my ultimate – if I felt like I had achieved spiritual health, it would be I would be able to go to sleep in the middle of a storm Work. because that is so against my nature. Okay, so and that would that would show that I have gone through a process of transformation. So the Holy Spirit transforms, but that just doesn't happen, does it? I mean, does the does the Holy Spirit just just act, or do we have to ask for help? Is there engagement that's necessary? I mean, right? You, get, you know what I I'm think, saying here. I mean, I think God works and wills how he does. So I think in some in – some, you know that there are people who are addicts who are just delivered instantly. And, that's rare. And that's rare, right? But it happens. Sure. But there are many more people oh, who – The large majority who suffer right. endlessly. Right. And, There's, and there are some people who are cured of – cancer of whatever a seizure disorder mm-hmm. of whatever it is instantly but there are many more people who go through the process and struggle so i don't know i mean i think that it's different with different people all i know is that i'm in a process 
Okay, um, so then is the process, though, as a believer, are you, you see something that you want to change, you work for the change, but then you also ask the Lord mm-hmm. through the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to change you, yep. specifically, yes. because I believe yeah. if it's not specific, then it's willy-nilly. So then what's, so the specificity of the moment yeah. is the most important thing. Because if you're intentional about that, then of course God's going to step alongside, right? And help you in that process. Mm-hmm. And I believe that in this too will be revealed. Yeah. I mean, if that's according to his will, then yeah. It's very difficult. Uh, very difficult. But you're right. I think that the, it's a good way to look at it is that there is a part that we play while always keeping in mind that God's working out his larger purpose in our lives. That big story I was talking about, you know, that Jesus in the boat. Yep. And just knowing the whole story. Because left to our own devices, I'm going to be awake anxious at three mess. in the morning. Yeah. So what does that mean that, you know, that I'm awake at three in the morning? No, that somehow it's easier for us to be anxious than for us to be at peace. Yeah. Right? We're just hardwired that yeah. way as people. I think because we're always vigilant yes. of the danger that is yep. within us. Yeah. Right? And I think some personality types also are more subject to that than other personality types. What do you mean by that? <laughs> what the heck's going on there now? Exactly. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Not really. I think some people find it easier to go with it. And then people like you and I tend to struggle the whole way. Holy Spirit, be with us. Please help us. All right, coming up next is National Meatball Day. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> There's a transition. Yeah. We're talking about... We're taking your nomination. Holy smokes. We're talking about the Holy Spirit and anxiousness. We're transitioning to meatballs. Right home. Hi, I'm cute kid number one. And I'm cute kid number two. And we have been forced... You mean hired? We have been hired... To tell you what direct lender FOMO is. So let's say you buy a new home. Let's go! And maybe you use one of those big mortgage monsters. Or someone your realtor or friend recommends. Then a few months later, you hear us being forced... Hired. Hired. To tell you about our mortgage team's direct lender advantage. And then you feel like you missed out. Because you probably did miss out. And that is direct lender FOMO. And that's a wrap. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. For you, this often allows us to get you a better rate on that new home mortgage, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Windows are 
When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Stoggerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, right now get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Find them at the Pittsburgh Home Show now through Sunday. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. When it comes to your child's education, consistency is key. And in a world that's been anything but, parents have found an unshakable educational partner in Eden Christian Academy, where students experience an engaging, rock-solid Christian education at each of their three North Hills campuses, enabling them to thrive academically, spiritually, and socially. Take a tour during Admissions Week, beginning March 14th, and see what a consistent, quality pre-K through 12th grade education can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Meatball Day is just the kind of day that should be celebrated by all people. That's just how strongly I feel about it. Man. I love a meatball. My favorite meatballs are uh, Grandma Josie's meatballs. What? My friend Paul Costantino's grandmother. Uh, He shared her recipe with me years ago, and it's my favorite of all time. Um, Want to share that? No. No, because Grandma Josie wasn't my grandma. Oh, right. So I really don't think it's appropriate for me to share the recipe. But it is very delicious. Now, do you have a favorite? First of all, do you like meatballs, Christy? Yes. John? You like the air I breathe. Exactly. <laughs> do you have a favorite place to get them? Do you have a favorite kind? Are you particular about it in any way? Uh, I'm open to suggestions. Oh, Christy? Oh, um, no, anything. Okay. Not uh, anything. Because you, Oh, no, I go to like sheets and get them. Really? Yeah, yeah, I would listen, not do that. I'm not, this is broke girl stuff yeah, right exactly, here. Exactly, right. Yeah, yes, because that's like you're setting yourself up for disappointment. <laughs> right. I feel like if I'm going to have a meatball, it good... needs to be a serious okay, one. So what's sometimes you like go and like you get a meatball and it's like the size of your fist and you go, right. well, that's that's not a meatball. Right. I don't need a cantaloupe size. Yeah. You know what I mean? How, yeah, you yeah, like Grandma a... Josie said you're going for golf ball. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the size it. you're that's going it. for. Mm-hmm. Graham. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go into this then. Well, all I can say is that there's the meatball hoagie, which Wait, is- Wait. The meatballs- oh. Can you, With the extra sauce and cheese, provolone on top, uh, melted, and a nice soft bun. Holy moly! I mean, I don't think it gets much better than that, really. Well, okay, I think it does. That's How, what I'm saying. Tell me more. I tell me my more. favorite thing is the meatball casserole. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a little, mm-hmm. you know, cast iron thing, usually round. You've got maybe four meatballs in there, maybe three, depending yeah. on size, and it's covered with sauce, cheese on top. Mm-hmm. Baked in the oven, served with French bread, Italian bread, whatever kind of bread, and butter for dipping. That, to me, is like apex. You do that? I don't do that at home. My husband's a vegetarian. No, I don't do that. Where do you do that? If I... If I'm in a restaurant where that is available, I usually try to get the meatball casserole. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about that? Is that I've, better or worse than a hoagie? It's pretty darn good. Sounds yeah. pretty good. Yeah, okay. It does. Mm-hmm. The cast iron skillet thing is what got me. Hmm. Right it's yeah. very hot and it's a long process. The thing about the hoagie, it's a little too much bread for me 
and I feel like I'm filling up on the bread. I get that. Right, right. But if, but then if there's extra sauce, then it makes the bread mushy. Which is good, though, don't uh, you yes, think? Yes, 100%. You want the mush. I love the mush. Is there a favorite meatball place in town? Mm, no, I don't do you think have, so. There, do come on. Want, no. Does anybody know? Yeah. Anybody Should out there listening? Should I put it out on social? Please. Okay. Empor- is it Emporio? Isn't that no, meat- wait. Isn't it a meatball place? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that downtown. place. That downtown on Penn Avenue. Are they still open? Yeah. Uh, I, I hope they're We've still been open. There. We've been there a lot. Yeah, I very much like their turkey meatballs. Oh, come in like, on, yeah, stop in that. like the tzatziki sauce. Turkey meatball. It was like a Greek thing. Even... No, that was good. That was good. They also have turkey meatball around nope. Thanksgiving with the cranberry sauce and the stuffing. Fail mixed in there. No, it's all good. I don't think so. I like a meatball. Man. Please tell us your favorite meatball place. Wait, should I put this out on Twitter? I want to go there tonight. I'm, I'm T- tweeting it right now. I wish I wish I had a meatball sandwich. You this don't. Second, I did. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A Russian airstrike has devastated a maternity hospital in the port city of Mariupol, with Ukrainian officials saying at least 17 people have been wounded. The attack comes amid growing warnings from the West that the invasion is about to take a more brutal turn. Lawmakers are including a $13.6 billion uh, amount in Ukraine-related aid and a massive government funding bill. It's expected to get a vote in the House today. The agreement would provide new humanitarian assistance and military aid in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. House Rules Committee ranking Republican Tom Cole says the Biden administration is finally talking about properly funding the military. If the present crisis in Ukraine shows us nothing else, it should show us the need to continue to adequately fund our national defense. Bernie Bennett with that report. This is SRN News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Why Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, Remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing It Right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing It Right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You will receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to manufacture 
Manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing it right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Mostly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 25. Cloudy tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 48. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 26. Friday, cloudy with snow at night. We'll reach a high Friday of 52. Rain Friday evening will change to snow and accumulate 3 to 6 inches before ending Saturday afternoon. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Yesterday morning, uh, I went to the post office. Now, I, I do not regularly go to the post office. It, it's rare that I do. So, um, I had a box to, to send out to a, a nephew of ours. It was his birthday. And uh, I drove to the Swissvale post office which is a very small post office. There's one clerk there. And um, there were four people in line in front of me. And the clerk there, I mean, like I said, I, I bet you it's been two years, three years since I've been to the post office. Just standing there in line holding my box. The clerk there was behind this little plexiglass screen, you know, how, how people are doing today, um, it, retail or whatnot. Every person, the first person who came up there as I entered into the post office, she was having a conversation with this with, with, with a customer. She could not have been sweeter and in no hurry, going about her business, asking about the contents. She had to sort of like recite, inside this box, is there anything that's flammable? Da, da, da. You know, someone said, oh, you've got that thing down. She said, oh, I could recite that in my sleep. Next person came up, same thing. No hurry. How are you? How's your day? Um, what's going on? How can I help? I mean, when I got up there, you know, 10 minutes later or so, just a sweet, I just, I thought about her. You know, her, I think her name is Janelle. I said to her, yes, at one point in, in, you know, early on in the transaction, I said, yes, ma'am. 
And she said, oh, don't call me, ma'am, please. Here's my name tag. It says Janelle. I was like, <laughs> okay. She made a comment about a little cartoon I drew on the side of the box. You know, it's a, it's a going to a kid, so I draw little things on him so he gets excited when he sees the box. Hey, what about this? And, you know, my whole moment with her was maybe five minutes, probably less, but a bit of three minutes. Yesterday, I thought of her several times. Today, I thought of her several times. I told Kath about her. You know, your parents talk about this, right? I mean, how one person can make a difference, how you can be that one person. Something as simple as going to the post office and doing some quick little exchange. I think I spent seven bucks for that package. I don't know, you know, what Janelle's story is or where she comes from or what her life is like. But there was something that was lifted and so deeply kind and sweet and sincere. She was just doing her job. She probably stands there all day, every day, and did the same thing with me that she did with the three people in front of me and the three people behind me every day, all day. And I just loved her. I mean, she stayed with me. She taught, even at my ripe old age, she taught me a lesson, of course. Willing to have that lesson about the power of the beauty of being in the moment, looking someone in the eye, engaging that person, going through the process as mundane as it may have been. And she just left a little piece of herself behind in my heart. <laughs> Isn't that something? Aren't people amazing? You know, we it's easy to complain, right? We all do. I do. Holy smokes, you know complain with a capital C and then someone you stumbled across like that you think that's it that's the best of humanity that's the best of goodness in our lives so I just been thinking about her and wanted to say hey that's a good thing and would we all me I'll raise my hand first follow it along in that pattern so one thing I can guess about her Hmm. she doesn't look at her phone all day Oh, there's no doubt about that. She's too busy, for one thing, because she's in the moment. So that's how she has learned to be that way. And maybe we're unlearning how to be that way because we have our heads on our phones all the time. Oh, yeah. Isolated, right? Worried, angry, separate. And there she takes everybody as it is. You know, in that line, it was white and black. Some people were going to wear a mask. Some people weren't. Didn't matter to her. She was just going about her business. I just dig her. Pretty amazing person. We're going to take a step away. When we come back, our friend David French with us. We're going to talk about uh, Vladimir Putin on the enduring power of malevolent leaders. Why do we always, throughout all of history, end up with people like this? 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I'm your number one fan! That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms like Myrna from Guatemala. 
who fights every day just to keep her children fed. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to the whole week. COVID-19 has left the world's poorest families on the brink of starvation. Throughout the Caribbean and Latin America, the basics of food and access to clean water are a daily struggle. I only get food when other people give me food. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you answer the desperate prayers of moms and kids. Your gift of $175 will provide food for a year and water for life for two suffering children. Just pennies a day gives food and water, hope and life. Please give life now. Call 855-828-4673, 855-828-4673, or click the red Give Life banner at wordfm.com. For over 40 years, First Baptist Christian School of Butler has quietly offered parents one of the most affordable, high-quality Christian educations around. A complete education from pre-K through 12th grade with free busing, smaller classes, an extremely high teacher-student ratio, competitive athletics, and SAT scores well above the national average. Think an affordable Christian education is beyond your reach? Think again. First Baptist Christian School of Butler at butlerfbcs.com. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. I would bet up until, you know, two months ago, most Americans didn't give one second of thought to Vladimir Putin. Right? And Not even like through Crimea or... No. That, none of that? Doesn't affect us. Don't care. It's way over well, there. Remember, what, remember when Mitt Romney was running for president and he said that we should be concerned about Russia? And he was like laughed off the stage. You remember that? What an idiot. Like Joe Biden, in fact, said, what, what are you talking about? We're not in the Cold War anymore. Yeah, the Cold War. And so, you know, I, he wasn't on a lot of uh, influential people's radars. I mean, he's he's obviously the leader of a world power. So, of course, yeah, perhaps I misspoke. He is on people's radars. But certainly, I don't think it was... A, a, any level of the current concern. No one was thinking about him or reading about him. Or, or no one. I'm sure a lot of people were who have been like raising alarm bells for years. Sure. I mean, if but, that's your wheelhouse. Yeah. But just like, you know, you and I, the you know, regular people, it wasn't something you delved down into. Now that name, Vladimir Putin, is on many people's lips. Yeah. And you see the atrocities that are being committed at this moment in Ukraine and clearly, squarely, there is one yep. person who is activating all those atrocities. And I know that this is the story of history, but do you look at a, at a news report and you think, how is it 
that that much sorrow and terror can be visited on that many people by the decision of one man. Yes. I mean, what a disproportionate influence. In the sweep of world history, though, that's not unusual. Exactly. Exactly. So whether you're talking about, you know, Fidel Castro or you're talking about Napoleon or Genghis Khan or whoever it is, right? That that has been the story of history on this globe. Coalesces power through uh-huh. terror and then reigns that terror on the population, right? Yeah. Well, David French is back with us. David's a regular guest on our show. He's the senior editor at The Dispatch, which is a daily newsletter. And by saying that, I, I minimize it. Uh, you have to experience it for yourself. It's excellent. We read it every day, The Dispatch. David's also an attorney. He's a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom and New York Times bestseller. His newest book is called Divided We Fall, um, American Succession, Threat, and How to Restore Our Nation. Here today to talk to us about a piece that he wrote on Sunday, which talks about Vladimir Putin specifically on the enduring power of malevolent leaders. And David, welcome back. Well, thanks so much for having me. Before you came on, um, David, we were talking about how there were some people who were raising alarm bells about Putin for the last, you know, decade. But, um, yeah. But we, we, we were laughing, uh, laughing in a rueful way, uh, about Mitt Romney bringing up how we should be concerned about Russia. Do you remember? Of course you remember this in, uh, yeah. his election campaign for president. And he, he got laughed off the stage. Joe Biden said, what, this isn't the Cold War anymore. And, uh. Yeah, I think one of the lines was the 80s called and they want their foreign policy back. Right. Yikes. And yeah. Look what <laughs> went, David, look what went and happened. Yeah. Well, it was, maybe the 80s were on the line. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, a version of it. Uh, yeah, you know, this is something that a lot of smart people had been seeing coming for a long time. In 2012, you didn't even in, in admit to all credit to him was prescient, but you didn't even have to be all that prescient. I mean, this is after Vladimir Putin had uh, Russian forces had flattened Grozny Chechnya under mm-hmm. his command, which um, left Grozny what the UN called the most destroyed city on earth. This was after the 2008 uh, invasion of Georgia by the the Russians. We knew at that time that they were threatening uh, Ukraine. And just two years after uh, Romney makes that argument, the uh, Russians move into Ukraine, into Crimea and southeastern Ukraine. And then, you know, of course, after that, they went to Syria. And throughout the end of the uh, Obama administration and throughout the Trump administration, they're winning their battle in Syria. And so this was the next thing it was the next conquest it was the next and it was the going to be the biggest thing uh that putin had done to this point uh and he'd had a remarkable run of success until until now right so david in your piece you talk about you know people would look at putin and say well he is a defender of christian civilization in russia right i mean nothing's further from the truth here yeah yeah but you know it's important to know what how people view him and how he views himself uh, because it's important to know how a dictator views himself and the image that the dictator projects to understand why they have support. Oh, good. So tell us. Um, yeah. So essentially what you're talking about with Vladimir Putin is a guy who is trying to restore Russia to its imperial greatness. When you hear uh, Putin talk and when you listen to his speeches, he's not talking about going back to the Soviet Union. He's talking about going back to before the Soviet Union, to the Russian Empire, and really to this union of Russian state and the Russian Orthodox Church, where there is there is a very blurred line between those two things. 
where Russia is not just a historic civilization of great power, it's a historic defender of Christianity. And so he really sees himself in the terms, not of the old Cold War terms, but in terms that predate the Cold War, mm-hmm. this, this union of a glorious Russian nation that's at the center of world power and also a Russian nation that is at the center of Christianity um, through the Russian Orthodox Church. And that is a vision that a lot of people buy into. Uh, it is not, it, it's not the case that this is a guy who gains power and then it's just completely remains in power completely through repression. The, the best kind of information that we have says that he's actually had times of real popularity in Russia. Now, we'll see how long that lasts with this war dragging on, but he has a particular vision and that vision of the marriage of national greatness and religious authority and religious power mm-hmm. is an old story mm-hmm. in human history. And it's one that a lot of people uh, fall for. Mm-hmm. The The image of Mother Russia has been a motivating factor for Russians for generations of time, and not just the government and the church, David, but what about the larger culture, especially when it comes to fine arts and poetry and all of those sorts of things, whatever poets that supported the governmental line were kind of grafted in together into this big picture of what we, what our destiny is as Russians, right? What we can become, what we should be. And so at this current time, from my perspective, they have, have bought it as Ukraine is the one standing in the way of that. Well, and also that Ukraine is part of Russia. (laughs) That So we need to reclaim yeah, so exactly. I mean, if you listen again to Vladimir Putin's speech when he, I believe, it was on February 22nd, which was right before the invasion, he said it about as clearly as you can say it, that Ukraine isn't a separate country to us. And uh, I wrote a piece then where I said, look, here's what he means. And I put up a map of the Russian Empire in 1914. And what do you see in the map or what do you what do you not see in the map of Russia in the Russian Empire in 1914? You do not see a nation named Ukraine. Now, here's what scares an awful lot of other people. You also do not see a nation named Poland. You do not see nations named Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia. Uh, you don't see a nation named Belarus, although Belarus is formally under his his control. So this is what we're talking about is the, the Russian Empire was vast. It was vast and it stretched west. And so for the Russians, for many Russians, Ukraine isn't a country. It's a part of Russia that was artificially carved off in 1991. Now, that's not what the Ukrainians think. <laughs> and the Ukrainians should have the set, the final say in whether or not their country is a real country. But that's what the, the Russian mindset is, is that this is part of Russia and so that is one of the things that leads to the intensity of Putin's um, uh, ambitions here and the intensity of his actions here. But it ignores an enormous amount of history that's contrary to his narrative. And it also ignores that there was a referendum in 1991 where the people of Ukraine voted overwhelmingly to leave the, you know, sort of the collapsing USSR. So under basic principles of self-determination and human rights, the people of Ukraine, they have their own country. And Vladimir Putin's definition of what is Russia does not trump their definition of what is Ukraine. Right. So then, David, how do you decipher what's going on? I mean, 
in my brief interaction in being in Russia, they seem, and I don't mean this disrespectful, but the Russian people are a breed apart in some way. They are not of the West. They are not us. They look at the world. Mm-hmm. They act through the world in a different way. Well, absolutely. I mean, and this is true, not, you know, we all, all of our, all of the world's nations have their own distinct cultures. And so it's one of the incredibly important aspects of geopolitics of global strategy is trying to understand the world through your, not just your potential adversary's eyes, but through your allies' eyes as well. How do they see and understand the world? But at the same time, you can dive fully into a Russian worldview that says that Ukraine is part of Russia. And you don't have to acquiesce to it. You can understand it, but you don't have to acquiesce to it because by acquiescing to it, what you're acquiescing to is the elimination of an entire nation, Ukraine. And, uh, you know, there was this ambassador uh, to the UN from Kenya, and I don't know if you saw this, but he, right at the outside of the conflict, gave this beautiful statement. And, And Ukraine is a product of a collapsing empire, the collapsing Soviet empire. And Kenya is a product of a collapsing empire, the collapsing British empire. And he said, when empires fall or when empires retreat, as the British did, they often leave messy lines behind Mm -hmm. where there might be people of ethnicity on one side of the line and the same ethnicity on the other side of the line. And that is a burden, but it is not one to be corrected by military force. It is not one to be corrected by besieging and bombing cities. And and, you know, it was a very powerful statement from, you know, a from a former colony that had its own grievances about boundaries and boundaries being drawn and where the lines are. And yet it's saying you do not resolve these things by military aggression. And so on the one hand, you can say, look, we understand that the boundaries of Ukraine were drawn in, in a particular way following the post, you know, the collapse of the Soviet Union and before that, the collapse of the Russian Empire. And there are ethnic Russians here and there are Ukrainians there. But the bottom line is you do not resolve these kinds of disputes with 200,000 troops and 1,000 tanks and hundreds of missile strikes and destroying hospitals. That is not the way you do this. Right. And, and so you can have a, a lot of complexity, but then it will boil down to a moment of simplicity and clarity. And that moment of simplicity and clarity is when you say, you do not cross that border and attack this nation. David French is with us. Um, David, just in watching events unfold um, over the last week or so, it just brings back to mind how um, susceptible we all are to fall for a leader who tells us what, not just what we want to hear, because I think that might be kind of simplistic, but gives us a worldview promotes a worldview, promotes yeah. strength in a worldview that helps us to make sense of the things that seem disparate to us or seem out of order. And yeah. Putin is the perfect person for this time to be doing that for people. I can see why I can see why millions follow him. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's one of the things you have to see. And if you look back in history and you don't have everyone goes to Hitler, you know, everyone goes to Hitler. But sure. Hitler was a, an extreme version of a common type of person. In history, And that is the person who comes into a nation in time of weakness and uncertainty and achieves a degree of success and glory. Another example of this is Napoleon Bonaparte, who arose during the wars surrounding the French Revolution. He wins some glorious victories and he gives 
uh, many, many people in France, a sense of purpose, a sense of pride, a sense of pride in their identity. And so these, these leaders, they're connecting with something that's real in people, the desire for a sense of purpose, sort of this uh, sense of identity that they have in their country. And they want that their country to be, you know, they want their country to be great. And then they, they connect with these desires and every success that they have reinforces that bond and reinforces that bond until the leader and the people, at least until, until the, the leader overreaches. And the, it, this happens again and again and again throughout history. The dictator goes too far. The leader overreaches and people either rebel or the leader faces defeat like Napoleon faced defeat or Hitler faced defeat. But they connect with something in human nature. And so that's why they're so powerful often is they actually connect with our fallen nature in a particular way. And uh, I wrote a piece about this and where it was in, in, uh, referring to a passage in Les Miserables where it's a debate between two young French mm-hmm. revolutionaries where one is talking about the glory of the French empire. And he says in there, you know, uh, what is, he says, um, to be in Europe, a sort of nation gilded through glory, to sound athwart the centuries, a trumpet blast of Titans, to conquer the world twice by conquest and by dazzling. That is sublime. And what greater thing is there is the question that is asked. And the response is simple to be free. And that is in my mind, what we have is we have this, this imperial force that is trying to create a glorious empire. And in response to that, that that appeals to something dark and terrible in human beings is a nation that is answering that, that is answering with a simple response that they, despite Russian dreams of glory, they, the people of Ukraine just want to be free. Yes. And that's what they're fighting for. Now, what you said in the article though, David, I laughed out loud when I read it because I felt the same way is when you read that the first time you thought that's the mic drop moment. Right. Yeah. Of course. That's what every rational human thinks is to be free is the best thing. But you realize the older you get and the more you see and the more you study that that's that conversation will just doesn't end. It just keeps going. Never ends. Yeah. That argument, that contest between freedom and power, it just it never ends because the lure of power is power is so seductive to people that lure of it. And we're, it's very easy for us to convince ourselves of it, to say, to, uh, think of the things we can do with the power that we possess. Think of all the good things that we accomplish until, you know, often the pursuit of power becomes an end in and of itself, that it becomes all consuming. But often it begins with something. I, I want to do something good with this power. Mm-hmm. And then you pursue it and you pursue it and you pursue it. And the, it, it, all of it touches something in our in our hearts that we that we crave, and so this battle between power and, and freedom, power and authority and liberty, it's never gonna it's never going to end so long as people a either enjoy the fruits of power, or b have a belief that of all of uh, of what of all the things they can accomplish while they have power. Yes. Okay, so then people have said, well, maybe uh, Putin has miscalculated the Ukrainian resolve, the world's resolve around Ukraine and what may come next. I mean, it's hard to see what's going to happen here, but is this the fact that uh, Putin may have miscalculated? Is this this the overreach? (laughs) 
It remains to be seen, but I will tell you this. He made massive mistakes, massive mistakes already. Um, you know, he thought that he could waltz, essentially just waltz into Ukraine and treat the entire country like he treated Crimea, which is, you know, just go straight to major cities, de- you know, decapitate the regime. In other words, remove the leadership from the regime, put in place security forces and call it a victory. And so he did not prepare this like he did not prepare like he was going to fight a real war. Yeah. Um, you know, when you go back to Desert Storm, people remember Desert Storm, where we in 100 hours just carved through one of the largest armies in the world. But they forget that we spent six weeks bombing Iraqi positions before that. Six solid weeks. Well, Russia spent about six minutes launching missiles and artillery before it just charged straight across the border into the teeth of an in fully intact Ukrainian military that I think they thought was just going to collapse and it didn't collapse. And so Putin squandered thousands of his own men's lives and hundreds of pieces of equipment that he's going to have it find it difficult to replace. And, but what's, you know, but that didn't end the war that didn't end the war. So what's happening now is Russia is now going back to being how doing what Russia does, which is, not this lightning victory, but grinding down its its enemy through overwhelming firepower. And that's what we're watching right now. And it's just terrifying it to see. Terrifying. And what they've always had are numbers. Just yeah. incredible numbers. Yeah. And he hasn't even called up his reserves. Yeah. So, you know, Ukraine has called up its reserves. It's fully deployed its military. Um, pe- you know, it's people are joining sort of uh, independent militia groups. Uh, but Russia has not reached into its reserve forces yet. Um, it hasn't mobilized. Uh, now, to be to be sure, they are already expending more resources than they ever thought they would have to. Um, but and 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 Ukraine is fighting. They are fighting in unbelievably courageously and effectively uh, in a way that is impressing a lot of independent military observers. But the weight of numbers and in in material and numbers uh, is still on the Russian side. Yes. Hey, David, before you leave us, uh, always a pleasure. Take a moment and talk about The Dispatch. Yeah. So, yeah, please check us out, thedispatch.com. We are a conservative media uh, outlet that focuses on fact-based reporting and analysis. So don't come to us if you want hot takes. Uh, Come to us if you want in-depth analysis of what's happening in the world. And that's, that's what we do. And pithy sports jokes. <laughs> Lots of those. Mm-hmm. And Lots presented those. without comment. I like sure. that as well. Great. <laughs> yes. Great to see you, David. David, thanks so much. Great Always to a see pleasure. you guys. Mm-hmm. Take care. Thank you. Take a quick break. Come back. Open phones in a little bit. There are some decisions in life that just flat out determine whether the day will be good or bad. And one of those Mount Everest decisions for me is which ice cream to choose. How is a mere human able to walk into a tasty ice cream shop and choose from seven perfect options? It's Ryan. And the reality is, deciding how to manage your mortgage is kind of similar. I had two radio listeners last month say, I've been wanting to know all the details of what a refinance or cash out refinance would look like for me, but I was embarrassed to ask and didn't want to feel pressured if I did. To which I say, We are a place that happily lets you taste test all the flavors. Guilt-free, no pressure, no judgment, and no follow-up unless you ask. It's very normal for us to provide what multiple refinance or cash-out options would exactly look like and then let you decide. 
or even just walk out completely after the taste test. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330, Department of Banking, Mortgage Lender License number 22672. I remember trying to choose a college when I was of that age and thinking, how does this work? There's no one to help me. Um, my parents didn't have a clue. They didn't attend college. My guidance counselor, he kind of shrugged his shoulders. There was a lot of anxiety. Uh, everything worked out fine in the end. But I, when you look at where kids are today, especially, I mean, all the pressure the mm. kids have, social media, all the online stuff, you get things in the mail nonstop. I mean, there's a lot of pressure to choose the right college, to do the right thing, to propel you to that full future that awaits you. It seems like a lot, doesn't it? I remember the first week or two of seventh grade for one of my daughters. Seventh, seventh grade. grade. They had an assembly where they were handed this chart and they had to like decide what they wanted to do career wise so that in seventh grade they could start picking the right classes so that they could graduate with the right skill set so they could get accepted into the right college and then they could get the job that they want. Oh my gosh. Now, that's so much pressure for a seventh grader. So where's God in all this? Exactly. And is there a way to raise children and encourage students to think that they don't just belong to themselves, but they belong to God? Find out at Grove City College. What does God have for you? GCC.edu. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. John. 316. For God so loved the world, the whole world, everyone, anyone, that a lot of people, that he gave his one and only son, his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. <laughs> There's more at focusonthefamily.com. Mostly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 25. Cloudy tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 48. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 26. Friday, cloudy with snow at night. We'll reach a high Friday of 52. Rain Friday evening will change to snow and accumulate 3 to 6 inches before ending Saturday afternoon. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Hey, we'd like to talk to you and hear your thoughts now you want to call us at 800-320-8255 800-320-8255 look war's going on we're just coming out of a pandemic uh inflation is crazy gas prices are like through the roof there is so much that's happening in this particular moment how are you holding up how are you holding up are you healthy at all? Because I imagine that most of us, in one degree or another, are soul sick, psychologically sick, physically sick, in one form or another, because of what we've just gone through these last couple of years, and now you add on extra layers of insanity, right? Because it is insane. As far away as you, Russia and Ukraine are from us, Clearly, the repercussions are being felt, right? We're feeling them here. Of course, you can't help it. Plus, now with runaway inflation, it just feels like 
more and more and more and more and more. And how much uh, uh, can we can we do this? And of course, you know, in the midst of all this, right? Addiction, crimes rampant. You name it, right? Every malady of mental illness is in, is fueling all this thing. <laughs> I mean, if there's a bright spot, spring's coming. But that's a, a tiny little bright spot in all this. Of course, if you're a believer, hearkening back to an earlier conversation on today's show, right? You there's, know what's coming. There's a big story. There's a big the, story playing out throughout our lives, throughout all of history. God's going to make it right. And I'm sure you talk about this to your friends, whether it's around the dinner table or you're texting or you're, you know, you're getting together for a drink or so. Everybody's feeling the weight of this. It's undeniable where we are. So maybe there are those of you out there who are taking particular steps to stay healthy. We'd love to know what they are. Or maybe there are other ones of you that would love to take a step to stay healthy but haven't been able to figure out what the step is. yeah, so those particular steps. Here's the number, 800-320-8255. What are you controlling? I mean, is there anything we can control to help us feel like we're in control, even though so much of the things are not in control? <sighs> are you out there? Call us because we'd love to hear your thoughts about this. Cause How you're getting through it. We'll step away for just a minute. Give us a call. We'll be here. WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-343-8638. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-343-8638. 800-343-8638 It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. 
Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. In the midst of this chaos, inflation, war, pandemic, is there anything that's making sense to you? Yeah. How, how, how are, are you, you working your way through this? How are you keeping it together? 800-320-8255. Raquel joins us. Hey, Raquel. Thanks for coming along. What are your thoughts? Hi. Hi. Uh, I, I, I'm an immigrant, and I come from a third world country. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a lot worse oh interesting so but you as everybody says it's you believe in god really believe hold on to your faith one step at a time you look at the things you can control and never mind the things that you cannot because that'll add to your worry, that'll add to everything that's bogging you down. Yeah. I have a, I even have a, a son who's special needs, total care, mm. who was uh, hospitalized for three weeks for seizures in December. Mm. So can I think about inflation? Can I think about the war? Now, there are more important things that I need to think about. And I have to survive yeah. in order to take care of my son. Thanks for calling, Raquel. What a wise perspective. That is. Yeah. Prayers for you and Thank your son, Thank you for Raquel. that, Raquel. Okay. Uh, I'm taking care of what needs to be taken care of, the war, the, in- the inflation. I can't control any of that. I have to do what's need what i need to do immediately thanks raquel seriously uh 800-320-8255 how are you making your way through this this pandemic the inflation the war you know the uh, fighting the politics all that stuff of course we all know what it is it's horrendous how are you making your way through 800-320-8255 todd you're with us what's your advice what are your thoughts yeah, how are you today? Listen, I was listening to your program, and it stops me dead in my tracks. And the reason why is because um, I live in Ocean City, Maryland, part of the year, and I live in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, part of the year. Yeah. And I have friends that are from Lithuania and Ukraine. Most of them are students who come to Ocean City, Maryland, who work for 90 days. Mm-hmm. 
and they go back home to their home countries. Yeah. Um, I've been talking to them here recently and whatnot, and they're really shook, and they're losing loved ones. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's a terrible thing, and I don't know what Putin's... Um, I don't know what Putin's ideas are, or I don't understand why he is making up these excuses to say that Ukraine was aggressive in the first place. And um, allow me to say that I'm a Catholic Christian, and um, I firmly believe in God. And um, I just hope that society can hold on to their faith. I hope that Putin can get a grip, I suppose. Um, but and Todd, throughout this whole process, and I appreciate all this, how are you doing this? How are you hanging in there? Me? Um, 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 I really can't say. I really can't say. Um, alternative means, I suppose. But needless to say, um, you know, inflation as it is, um, all my friends are talking about gas prices. I'm very fortunate that I work for a company, that I have a company vehicle, and um, gas prices don't affect me much. But on the other hand, it affects my mother. It affects my brother, my sister. Um, And um, when you say pandemic and all these things stacking up, we had the pandemic. And I remember the beginning of the pandemic, and I remember the way people were speaking about it. And people were very scared. And I was also. Um, I worked in a hotel in Ocean City. I worked there company for 26 years. And when the pandemic had begun, we had locked all the doors. And I was in this 220-room uh, hotel by myself. Oh, my gosh. And... Yes, and I was walking the floors, and it's a a very big building, and I was alone inside this building when the pandemic first started, and it really got a hold of me to think to myself that here I am alone, and the world needed each other, and um, I felt useless, I suppose. Yeah, thanks for your call, Todd. 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255, 800 How are you getting through it? I, 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 I mean, okay, so Raquel with her special needs son, right? You see, you talk about being in the moment. Yeah, because you, and we've both been through that, John. When there's someone in your family who's sick, yeah. you that's what you have to do. Right. And that's... Everything else is secondary right. and third and doesn't really, right. everything else doesn't really matter. Right. I mean... Okay, when you... I'll ask you, how do you get through it? How do I get through it? I focus on God. I mean, it, you know what? We produce this every day. So, I mean, we are we are not pastors. We are not theologians. You mean me and you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I'm living in this thing, you know, just second by second. And... I'm thinking about God often, 
praying about God, loving God, and, and knowing that the people who join us on the air, they have a greater picture than just inflation and war and pandemic. Yeah? I mean, that's how I get through it. If I left my own devices, like everybody else, I'm a train wreck. You'd be looking for, as what did Todd say, alternate means. Yeah, alternate means. Alternate means. Yeah. Alan. Karen, Karen, sorry. Hey, Karen. Uh, thanks for uh, calling. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Yeah. What do you have, Karen? Oh, what I want to say is like how I'm getting through it is just basically through uh, God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. All three, the Trinity. And uh, I'm at the point where I'm a senior citizen. I don't have a car. I don't have, you know, I have an apartment and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. And before the pandemic came, I mean, before this happened, I could barely get out. I had to stay in. Otherwise, I would have to, um, I would have to call a jitney, mm-hmm. which is a you know sure, the sure. neighbor, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the guy. So I would have to call a jitney. I would have to uh, go to my place, and I would have to call a jitney to take me back. So I very seldom went out anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's not like a real big difference, right? Right. You okay. know, and I just. I just love the Lord, and the Lord has always taken care of me and my family, and that is how, you know, that is how I get through it every day. You know, my husband is so good to me, you know, and my family members, and I just just thank God. That's awesome. Thanks for the call, Karen. That's good. Okay, we need to step away for a minute. I mean, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then some people by other means. It's a rough world out there. Thank God for God. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products lock in your quote today schedule a free estimate at windowsrustpittsburgh.com find them at the pittsburgh home show now through sunday you've tried the rest now try the best windowsrustpittsburgh.com before bamboo hr <laughs> feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and like folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the bamboo like onboarding checklist, I mean, (laughs) it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm like totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more 
more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. FY, it's about more than sports and working out. It's about making my community better. Living a healthier life. Spending time together as a family. It's where I go to learn and play after school. The Y strengthens communities. By helping kids reach their full potential. Encouraging healthy living. And inspiring social responsibility. Get involved. Find a Y near you. Visit YMCA.net. How do you make it through? How do you make it through? You you said this a long time ago, and I think about this, you know, what would people do if, if you didn't have a church? When I, I was thinking about, you know, you put out the question. Yeah. I was putting it to myself. Yeah, know, what how, do you do? How, how, how have I made it through? I mean, you're here with me. We yeah, do this every okay. day. We build this right. thing. Right. So one is that I go to work. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people either are still staying at home or have to stay at home because their offices have closed or have not yet reopened or whatever. Right. I think going to work is really important. If you can. If you can. Right. I really do. And going to church I think physically that's... going mm-hmm. i mean it i i agree listen when we were in the throes of covid i'm on staff at a church we weren't meeting in person we were doing the online thing and i seriously thought to myself i don't really miss it that much yeah i'm fine doing this at home it's nice to be in my pajamas sure. it's nice not to have to be I'm on the zoom thing i'm glad not to be up at sunday morning at 6 a.m getting my you know all my stuff and gear the first sunday i went back all of a sudden i was like yeah. oh my gosh this I forgot what it was like, and I think the big thing is for a lot of people, church isn't perfect because more often than not, church can be pretty weird. Yes, right. Church is church is a very unusual. It's a ve- cultural yeah. practice. But when you're there and you're in worship, and then you force yourself to be part of the community because a lot of people hang back. I'm not right. I'm not like Mister Social. There, you force yourself, and people know you, and you know them. So, Things happen. Things mm-hmm. change, right? You rely on each other. Being known is really important. And being forced to be somewhere because of your job situation or because you want to be at church on Sunday, I mean, yeah, I think that's really key. I buy that 100%, Kath. Showing know. up right now for all of us has become a challenge because of all the habits we got into over COVID. It's very hard. It's very hard to show up. Even on a Zoom meeting, we were talking about Zoom meetings earlier before the show. A lot of times you can, sh- but if you show up on a Zoom meeting, you can show up like less than half-hearted. You, like you're barely, barely interacting on a Zoom meeting. It's very easy right now to not show up. Yeah, but I- showing up 
is one of the ways I think you get through it. Yeah, I agree. And you get prayer in the middle of it all. Oh, right? my gosh. If you're surrounded you by fellow me? believers and people see you and you go, oh, there's that coconut. Oh, there's that guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, transparency. Repentance is absolutely essential. Because. Know. It beats going to the state store. It isn't. And it's better than all alternate means. Yeah, alternate means. I mean, believe me. I appreciate Todd. I appreciate that. I've been that there. Line. I've done that. I know alternate. what alternate means are. Yeah, I know I what that yeah. is. Of course, uh, you know, it's. You desire that too, but that ends up nowhere. That's a dead end. God bless you all. Super Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.